Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Shoftim Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Shoftim. The topic of our Aliyah is the Prophet and Cities of Refuge. Our Aliyah is 22 Psukim long, running from Perak Yud Ches Yudadad to Yud Tes Yud Gimel. Let's take a look at the basic summary of the Aliyah. There's two sections. The first section deals with the Prophet, the Navi. So we're told that all the nations in the land of the land you are entering to listen to sorcery, superstition, as the previous Aliyah talked about. But this is not how you're supposed to behave, B'nai Israel, Hashem tells them. Hashem tells them that He will establish for them a Prophet like me, Kamoni, means like Moshe Rabbeinu. And this was as a function of the fact that at Sinai, at Har Sinai, when B'nai Israel were not able to appreciate the experience of Sinai, the sounds, the, the sounds and the power. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, was brought in, or B'nai Israel requested that Moshe should be brought in as an intermediary, and HaKadosh Baruch accepted, has accepted that proposition, and there afterwards there are going to be prophets like Moshe Rabbeinu as the intermediary. And the prophet who doesn't, the person who does not listen to the prophet of Hashem, Hashem will search out their perpetrator. That means for a person who avoids listening to the, to the Navi. But a prophet who misbehaves by either willfully speaking out things which Hashem never commanded, or for speaking out in the name of Abaduzara, those prophets will be killed by Bidei Adam in the human court. So you might say, well, how would I know if this is the thing that Hashem commanded or not when the Navi speaks it? Because there's a little bit of ambiguity. So the, the Torah concludes that if the Navi predicts something and it doesn't come to pass, that's clearly not what Hashem wanted. So that's a sort of a, a clear outer limit. It doesn't give us a very a, a clear inner limit um, necessarily. But this is the end of the first section. The next section we hear about the Torah is about cities of refuge. We've heard about this a number of times already in the last few parashiyas, but here we have it again. When, uh, and we're told that when Hashem will cut down all the non-Jewish nations in the land of Israel and you settle the land, you will make three cities of refuge in the land of Israel. They're meant to be equidistant, as is clear in the Pesukim. These are obviously, um, in addition to the three that Moshe Rabbeinu already set up on the Transjordan, these are the three of the land of Israel. And you should prepare the way for all the accidental murderers to flee to them. These cities are for people who accidentally kill, and the Qatari gives an example here, so somebody's cutting wood in a forest, and the axe flies off and kills somebody. So we're talking about an area where people do not expect to be more careful, so it's not in a public domain. There's lots of le- learned out from this example in the Gemara in Makos. Um, the cities are there to preserve the life of those who, who, who killed by mistake, so that the, they could not be avenged by the Goel Hadam. And we're told at the end of the idea, if Hashem will expand your borders to the promised land of your ancestors as a result of your keeping the commandments, you will add three more cities to those extra additional areas. Um, and finally, we're told that if a person um, if a person does plan to kill on purpose and he goes and he ambushes somebody else, then the city will not act as a refuge. He must be ex- um, extradited and killed without mercy. That's a summary of our alias. So those two topics, the Navi, the prophets, and the cities of refuge. Very basic questions to think about over here as we go through our Aliyah. Number one is, isn't listening to Navi just another way of learning about the future? Meaning to say, the previous Aliyah said, don't don't call up the dead, don't speak to soothsayers, don't listen to horoscopes, don't go concern yourself with superstitions, but listen to a Navi. So isn't that the same thing? Isn't just asking a Navi what's going to happen the same thing as trying to play around with the future? So Rav Hirsch points out, no. The pagan person lives in a world of oppressive reality of multiple forces like flotsam and jetsam down the river where multiple forces can affect where they're going to be going and they grasp onto any little piece they can in order to be able to feel a sense of security clinging onto whatever else they can to give them that sense of anchorage however when it comes to the jewish people that's not the way it works the jewish people in fact the prophet is not their mouthpiece mouthpiece 
The prophet is God's mouthpiece. The Navi is not the way that we find out what lottery numbers we can choose tomorrow. It is not about which investment is going to be more successful and less. That's not what the Navi tells us. The Navi is the mouthpiece of God. So the Navi is the medium through which we understand the way of God and the rules. God has given us the rules and perhaps sometimes we need reminders about those rules and that's the place for the Navi. And that's a very different place than the soothsayer, the witch, who's trying to essentially create comfort in a person's um, traumatic life, in a life of, of lack of stability, which is the pagan polytheistic model. Another question. Moshe seems to indicate that the, the prophet in the future will be just like him. Kamoni or Kamoicha. But surely we hear at the end of Sefer Devarim, where there's not going to ever be a prophet like Moshe Rabbeinu. So Rashbam explains, yes, that's true. In terms of his capacity to receive nevuah, no one will ever be like Moshe Rabbeinu. No one will speak pale pair, mouth to mouth with God. However, in terms of other characteristics, his relationship of trust with Hashem, his speaking truth, there will be other prophets who also will be able to do that. The Ramban explains a little further, is the Navi you can trust. That's what I have Moshe Rabbeinu saying. Like you trust me, there will be others. After me, you will be able to trust. In fact, the Balad term actually says the Gematria of here is actually of Yirmiyol. Fascinating perspective. Interesting idea here. Nonetheless, what if the Navi does not talk about the future, but says Hashem has changed the plan now for Southern Mitzvah? So let's say it's not what this Aliyah is talking about, where he says, you know what? From now on inwards, we're not going to wear tzitzis. That's, you know, Hashem said, you know, he's going to, New Testament, we're going to try to figure things out a different way. So um, that doesn't seem to be under the purview of our Aliyah. So Rashi says, yes, that's correct. That's part of the purview of the Navi Shekhar described earlier on in the Torah, Perikud Gimel in, Pasuk, in Sefer Devarim. And that is when, in such a case, you are not allowed to listen to him and you put them to death. That's called the Navi Shekhar. And that's the Zohara Shah, a decree of the hour like Eliyahu Har Karmel. So put the two parashas over there and here together, and we get a more wholesome picture as to what a Navi Shekhar looks like. Flipping on to the next section of the Aliyah, a few questions. Why are the cities a refuge here again? So Svarna points out, well, we've just learned about the four models of leadership. We have Shavdim, judges, Melech, the king, Kohanim, the priests, Navi, the prophet, and we've explored each of their different realms. So now we hear about their responsibilities. So one of the jobs of the Shavdim would be to erect Arimiklat in order to preserve innocent lives. So that's what's happening now. One of the jobs of the king will be war. So that's what we're going to hear about next. We're going to hear about siege. That's going to be part of also the leadership in war is going to be the Kohanim, the priests. So we're now hearing about their jurisdiction, which is why this is following. What is new in this iteration of Ari Miklat? Obviously, every time the Ari Miklat, the cities of refuge, are repeated, we have to be learning something new. So there's many things, but to give two examples, Ramban points out, quote, this is based on the Mishnah in uh, Marcos, which describes that there should be signage, which is clear in Aralia, meaning to say that it needs to be clear that if anybody, God forbid, is having to run to get to a city of refuge, it should be very easy and unembarrassing for them to get there. So there should be signs everywhere, sort of like the Miklat. It's interesting, in, the, in today's terminology, the word Miklat in Israel obviously means a, um, a safe room, where, oh God forbid, there should be bombings. So there's signs about where the Miklat is at all places, because you want safe places to be clearly on people's um, on the forefront of people's minds. Rashi explains another aspect over here is that the three additional cities are, are in Miklat, meaning there could be nine in the future. It's three on, on the west bank, three on the east bank, and there's another three which could be in the areas the area of the Kini, the Kini, the Kinesi, and the Kadmoni, which according to many before shall refer to the lands of Edom, Ammon, and Moab, which will be incorporated into Israel at the end of times as a promised land of Avram at the Brisbane of Israel will be expanded if we listen to the commandments of Hashem. Finally, one last interesting perspective over here is why do we have to hear about the intentional murder at the very end of the Aliyah? So Aracham HaKadosh points out that this actually, this whole section is a mashal. It is a metaphor of, of to Edom or the Yetzer Harad, the end of time. He'll capture the body and think he can find refuge. 
um, but you will have to remove the Yetzirah, extradite him, um, and allow the body to be freed of such of such terrors, including the Yetzer Haras. So it's much more, we'll call it holistic perspective that the Arachim talks about over here. We're talking about um, the Miklat is for the unintentional sins we make enough, not the intentional ones. With this, we close Chamishi. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.